0: This episode of Tis the Podcast is brought to you by Killikalarney's Gold Storehousing Services. When you have a mass of fine Killikalarney-mined gold to hide from wandering banshees, look no further than one of our Killikalarney Shamrock Dirt Heaps. They're perfectly sized for your golden masses and covered in beautiful lush carpet of four-leaf clovers. Not even a banshee can find your treasure there. Kalarney's gold storehousing services. Not responsible for bloody damn rainbows. Okay,
1: people. Tomorrow morning, 10 a.m. Santa's coming to town. Santa! Oh my God!
0: Would you please tell him that instead of Christmas this year, I just want my family back.
1: Rudolph, with your
0: nose so bright, won't you guide my sleigh tonight?
1: It must be magic.
0: I must find some way to keep Christmas from
1: coming. Nobody's walking out on this fun, old-fashioned family Christmas. Isn't there anyone who knows what Christmas is all about? True Charlie
2: Brown, I can tell you what Christmas is all about. Seeing isn't believing, believing is seeing.
1: Best way to spread Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear.
2: Welcome to another episode of Tis the Podcast, the podcast that's determined to keep the Christmas spirit alive 365 days per year.
0: I'm Anthony. I'm Julia.
1: And I'm Tom. 364 days a year because this movie took all of my Christmas love away.
0: (laughs) You don't like the leprechaun story around your Christmas? (laughs) Not a fan? That's
2: sad. For those of you who... Don't know. We're, do, we're covering 19, Rankin Bass' 1981 Christmas classic, the Leprechaun's Christmas Gold, this week. And
0: I heard the question mark after that. Classic?
2: <laughs> very astute observation. I tried to slip it in there subtly. <laughs> so, yeah, this is probably going to be a short discussion. But before we jump into that discussion, Tom, how about you give our listeners a plot synopsis?
1: When young Dinty Doyle digs up a pine tree on an uncharted island so that the captain of his ship can have a Christmas tree for the holiday, he unintentionally releases old Mag the Hag, a banshee seeking the gold of the leprechauns who inhabit the island. With Mag out to claim the gold as her own before Christmas morning, it falls to Dinty Doyle and the leprechauns led by Blarney Kilcarney to keep her at bay.
2: Well, this is our obviously our St. Patrick's Day episode because this is the last episode that's dropping before St. Patrick's Day and this was recommended to us by two listeners, Jen Barrett and her husband Sean. So, thanks guys. I thought you guys liked the show.
1: Never again.
2: <laughs> Let's start as we always do with our histories about with this movie. So, Julia, why don't you kick us off?
0: uh zero history i finished watching it about 20 minutes ago
2: oh so it's fresh <laughs> at your mind
0: <laughs> <laughs> very fresh
1: tom how about you i watched part of it a couple weeks ago and i've watched the whole thing today
0: oh so you've seen it one and a half times
1: i couldn't get through it last time
0: oh i'm so sorry <laughs> that extra half a time uh
2: i remember seeing this as a child once I must have blocked it out, though, because when I watched it today, I didn't remember anything except for the terrifying image of a blonde girl turning into this horrible-looking <sighs> Uh <laughs> I can't wait to get to that part. I know we've had problems with some of the Rankin-Bass films we've covered so far, guys, but I mean, this one, whew, I think this one takes the cake.
1: This is the nail in the, the Rankin-Bass coffin. I don't know that I will watch another Rankin-Bass film. Oh, I don't I don't think it's fair
2: really? to co- to group this with Rudolph um, and all those films.
1: I, I lost my love for Rudolph and Frosty and all of that this year because of this podcast. And now I've seen this and it only inspires more anger angry Tom.
2: <laughs> oh. Well, I still love Rankin Bass for the most part.
1: You would but, the,
2: but this one is grouped right with <laughs> Yeah, well, we all have our guilty little film pleasures. But I mean, I don't want to go right to the rating. I was going to say which one I lumped this with, but we'll get to that with the rating.
1: I've got a pretty good idea.
2: Yeah, I think it's pretty obvious. But like all of the Rankin-Bass specials so far, this one was directed by Arthur Rankin Jr. and Jules Bass. It was written by Romeo Muller. And the music was done by Maury Laws, who did Rudolph, Santa Claus is Coming to Town, and Jack Frost. And this, by far... Is his worst turn as composer, in my opinion.
1: They killed a, a Christmas song that I love in this film. I don't know how in the world they made Christmas in Killarney so awful, but they did.
0: Was that a song prior oh. to this movie? Yeah,
1: I had no oh, idea. Didn't know that. Yeah, Bing Crosby sang it.
0: Oh, I had no idea.
1: Mm hmm.
2: So we will get to songs in a minute, but first let's run through the cast list, and there are only really four people even worth mentioning. That's liberal. Art. <laughs> There's Art Carney, who, play, who did the voice of Blarney Kill- Killarney, the head leprechaun. There's uh, Peggy Cass, who did the voice of Faye, the wife leprechaun. Ken Jennings did the voice of Dinty Doyle, the human sailor who stumbles upon... A leprechaun's Island, and Christine Mitchell did the voice of Old Mag the Hag slash Colleen the Woman, who she transforms into
0: at one point. Spoiler alert.
2: Spoiler alert, yeah. So this is going to be an overwhelmingly negative review, I feel. So I will start with one of the only positives I have, two of the only positives I have about this. One... They didn't try to drag it out. It was 24 minutes, which was still too long for this. But still, I was grateful they didn't try to go the Rudolph length or Santa Claus is going to town line.
0: Oh, I so agree. I saw that it was 24 minutes. I'm like, oh, thank God. (laughs) So
2: so that was positive number one. Positive number two, I found the designs of the leprechauns, in Julia's words, flipping cute. I really did think, yeah, the leprechaun designs are very adorable.
1: As, yeah. as always with with Rankin Bass, there, that's that's where I think they they shine is their actual claymation they make.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were flipping cute. I agree, except their fingers freaked me out a little bit. The three <laughs> long fingers, I don't, I don't love. Freaked me out <laughs> just a <laughs> tiny bit. <laughs> and the animation, for that matter, I mean, it, got, it just kept getting better and better. It was smooth. Um, yeah. I mean, all of that. There's definitely credit in that.
2: Well, this came out in 81, so it came out after all the classic Christmas specials that uh, Rankin Bass did, so they had plenty of time to improve it by this point.
1: It came out the same year I came out. <laughs> oh! <laughs> <laughs> so you have a special
2: connection to this movie, Tom.
1: Shut up, Anthony. <laughs> <laughs>
2: so let's talk about the overall plot i guess like thompson's synopsis dinty doyle comes to this island to dig up a christmas tree because he's a sailor and his captain wanted one for the ship he only realized on christmas eve he didn't have one go figure and it just happens that the one tree he chooses to dig up unleashes this horrible old scary looking banshee called old mag the hag onto this island of leprechauns and apparently she's out to steal their gold.
1: <laughs> I didn't understand any of this. So the leprechauns are sitting there. They know what this banshee is that they call it the banshee tree. They're sitting around deciding whether or not they want to get involved and tell him not to uproot this and, and just sit there and watch him literally from start <laughs> to finish pull this tree out of the ground by the roots. And then they're like, okay, let's do this. Oh no, we're too late. <laughs> I mean, yeah. for for story's sake, they could have at least waited. You know, they could have stumbled across as he's pulling it out or something. That just started off on a negative note with me.
2: No, I, I would agree with that. It was very convenient. They just sat around watching it happen. And
0: yeah, uh, the ship's I mean, captain's what, always packing a Christmas tree except for this year. <laughs> like, on what ship would a Christmas tree even last? Considering how long sea voyages used to be. And why is the tree that's planted or in the middle of sand a pine tree? Pine trees don't grow in sand, I hate to tell you.
1: They don't. They, just they don't. don't. No. But Saint it's Patrick the, planted it. It's
0: an arbological disaster.
1: St. Patrick planted it for some reason? No, <laughs> yeah. No, no, or or had it grow after a leprechaun planted it, which just got even weirder. Saint yeah. Patrick becomes like this deity in this, which is just weird and awkward. The only, the only I will say they left. They only left one bad Irish stereotype out, and that's that none of them were drunk. <laughs> I mean, they even alluded to the domestic violence. I mean, the leprechauns were fighting.
2: Uh, that okay? You know what? That's one of my. That's like the only quote I have in this. <laughs> when, when, when we get to quotes, I found their argument legitimately funny. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> But yeah, no, this movie, uh, kind of like All-American Christmas Carol, stereotyped a certain group of people. (laughs) Uh, This movie stereotyped the Irish pretty badly.
1: I was offended.
2: (laughs) So anyway.
1: Wait. Maybe they were drunk, and that's why they just stood back and watched them pull the the tree out of the ground. (laughs) So maybe they did check that box too.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So apparently these leprechauns are like elves and they make shoes as well which
1: i've never heard that in irish
0: lore
2: yeah me either they're kind of mixing up the uh leprechaun and elf lore a little bit but i have to admit one size
0: fits all on the shoes it doesn't fit their feet (laughs) so what standard size foot are they making these shoes for very good point i was very intrigued by the one size fits all shoes sounds like a shoe feel
1: and that wasn't i was also so i was intrigued by their bastardization of all irish traditions nowhere do we learn that leprechauns mine gold and the whole banshee storyline banshees being born from tears and materializing and if they don't get christmas gold or gold by christmas they turn back into tears and get absorbed into water i mean that was just weird
2: okay so the banshee in general i'll say this with the old mag the hag there were moments she uh I remember watching this as a kid. But I don't remember what I thought of it as a kid, so maybe I found it boring. But watching it today, I thought that I, if I watched this young enough, I must have been scared of Old Mag the Hag because she, mm-hmm. she was she legitimately was scary. scary. Yeah,
0: yeah. Plus, it made my eyes water looking at her because I wanted to like keep wiping my eyes because of her terrible eye drippage, which was <laughs> highly distracting. And also when, when Denty Moore, what's his name? Denty Doyle. He's not the beef stew. Sorry. <laughs> when Denty sees Colleen on the beach, it's like, dude, just look at her eyes. She's clearly got the eye issue. Hello.
1: We just had this conversation, dude.
2: (laughs) Yeah, so Dinty Doyle... So the leprechauns introduce themselves to Dinty Doyle, tell them all about the Banshee and the lawyer behind the Banshee, that she's after the Christmas gold, and after their gold, and they can't give it to her. She has to be directly given to it by somebody. So they say the best way you can spot her is if she's tearing up, basically. And he meets... (laughs) This right after talking to Blarney Killar- Killarney about this legend, he goes back to the beach and there's a pretty young blonde girl crying and he gives her the gold. And then the most terrifying scene in the movie happens where she starts crying hysterically but at the same time laughing and then she turns around and her eyes are red. And like she's a spawn of Satan. And then all of a sudden th- mouth Yeah. Oh Sharp <laughs> teeth, everything. And he's shocked and all of a sudden she turns back into the banshee. It was horrifying.
0: It was terrifying. <laughs> So my 11-year-old and I were watching this at the same time, just at this moment. He'd come downstairs and stepped into it just in the middle of the movie. And we're watching it. And when she turns around, we both go, gah! <laughs> 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 I am out. He's like, that was scary. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty great, though. I think it's very meme-worthy, honestly.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I think them. I yeah. would agree. I think we should have a meme to, uh, that we should use to announce it. Well, I don't know. I don't know if we want to be associated with that. <laughs> <laughs> I did like, as far as the banshee goes, the the materialization of the banshee was a cool effect they did at the beginning
2: mm-hmm. when
1: she rose out of the tree.
2: Mm-hmm. Why didn't she tra- try to attack Dinty Doyle right there? uh
1: So, were we to come to the under, were we supposed to believe that she doesn't actually attack things? She makes things happen around her. I don't know. I didn't understand the the mythology of of the banshee in this.
0: Yeah, or- that's what I got. More that she was like. Um, environmentally destructive that was her her big threat
2: <laughs> i mean this goes to show how memorable it was to me but how did they get the gold back in the end like how did they defeat her oh she couldn't get it before sunrise right the sun rose before uh, she actually touched it
1: yeah and for yeah. whatever reason patrick came and again like saint patrick came and woke up didn't eat yeah. more gave him some beef stew i don't i don't understand all that either <laughs> It just seemed like uh, another way to throw something Irish into this film.
2: You don't know no, what they tried to throw into this film was Christmas because this could have been uh, Easter gold. This could have been New Year's gold. This could have been any other holiday gold. I don't know why they didn't just make it St. Patrick's Day gold and make a St. Patrick's Day movie.
1: How about just gold? Like, I don't, I don't, I didn't know gold was associated with holidays. There was some sort of specific Christmas gold was weird to me too. But yeah, I mean, it's not a Christmas
0: movie. It's really not. But they clearly, I mean, this came out initially right before Christmas.
2: Right. And up until 2010, it was shown every year on ABC Family during their programming block. And then it hasn't been shown in the past seven years. But it is available on um, all the, you know, collections of these old films. So it's still available out there.
1: Thank God for that. Nobody's fighting uh, for it. You know, nobody's fighting to get it removed from Daily Motion or YouTube or <laughs> anything at all. <laughs> I think like, everyone has rights to it it's just glad somebody's actually watching it.
2: <laughs> so like every Rankin-Bass special, this one is filled with songs. And again, I think out of every Rankin-Bass film we've covered so far, these are probably the weakest songs of the lot. You have, we had the Rainbow's End, which I guess is the opening credits song. Mm-hmm. Or was that the end credits
1: song? I thought it was, was it the same? i am try to remember when that played and when the Golden Gold of Ireland plays. I didn't notice much of a difference. It was all bad.
0: The golden gold of Ireland. <laughs> that's that's an inventive title. <laughs> it's, okay. Um, being descriptive.
2: So for our listeners, we, this, both songs sucked. We don't know which was which. So one of those played over the beginning credits. <laughs> then, um, <laughs> we had Killacalarney Shoes, which is a song that the leprechauns sing about their shoemaking. Uh, again this one is unmemorable to me about mm-hmm. this seat, i thought you know oh i was confused that leprechauns are making shoes i expected that us them to show us them in a tree making cookies as well since i messed up the elf and leprechaun mythology <laughs> i i was just very confused i don't know what you guys thought about that song yeah yeah i,
1: yeah. I did not like anything like i'll just go on and, spoiler alert
2: uh, and then the last song is Christmas in Killarney, which I guess was a real song. Accord- is
1: a real song according to Tom? It not just according to Tom. It is. No, no, I know. It, well, I debu- <laughs> <heard> it, <down.
2: laughs>
1: it was written by John Redman, James Cavanaugh and Frank Weldon back in 1950. And it hit the uh, billboard retail charts twice. It peaked at number 10 for Dennis, De- for Dennis Day's version. And it reached number 28 with Percy Face. And it's also um, on Ben Crosby's Christmas album. I had, um, I've got to look that up now. Me too. I, I love it. Yeah, I, I, gener- it. I generally like Irish music in general. So I
2: assume with a good version, I would really like that song.
0: Mm-hmm. It was my favorite of the batch of songs in this movie.
2: But th- this song played over a bunch of Christmas imagery as they're talking about Christmas in Ireland. But no offense to our UK and Irish listeners out there. But, if this movie is representative at all of how you guys celebrate Christmas,
1: I'm not a fan. I'm out <laughs> I'm going to stay state stateside for this
2: I got no feelings whatsoever during that song, <laughs> which was supposed to be the most Christmasy moment in the film, I guess
1: but it's uh missing Killarney with all of the boys at home. <laughs> I'm amazed that you guys don't know the song. It's just blowing my mind because this has been something I grew up with um. <laughs> on the old Bing Crosby record that uh, my grandparents had. So are there any off the beaten path Christmas songs that you guys like that we may not know?
0: Hmm. That's really hard. <laughs> don't
1: I'm say it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm just curious if, if there's anything that you, that like there's one record I grew up with that um, I know people don't know. It's by the Carolers.
0: Predecessors to Panic. the Lumineers.
1: Definitely not at all. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> but but they have this album Santa Claus is coming to town and it's got these these songs that nobody's ever heard that just make me happy and my wife cannot stand stuff like the Christmas tree that ran away ten thousand oh clauses and not a single one for me it's just really fun and hokey and and nobody knows it and I know that but the Christmas in Killarney thing really is blowing my mind
0: so I have a pretty cool Christmas story um, my grandmother my dad's mom they lived in like Southern Arkansas, and they're old enough to be a part of, you know, the depression and all of that. So she handcrafted every single ornament on her Christmas tree. And it got to a point where like she created them with old jewelry and beads that she would find and pictures. She got to a point where they all had themes. She had bells and stars and they're beautiful. And she created this wooden structure that was like the structure of the tree to hold all of these. It ended up being like 234 Christmas balls. Anyway, so our tradition was to decorate that uh, whenever we would go visit for Christmas. And while we would decorate it, she had a record player and we put on Elvis Christmas records. And there was this one, I, I don't even know, my dad would know, but I don't even know who sang this Christmas record, but it was older, and one of the songs <clears throat> started with a guy going, come on over here, let's decorate that Christmas tree, and then the song started, so forever and ever, whenever we decorate a Christmas tree, my dad will bust out with, come on over here, <laughs> like he yells it at us, and it brings me so much joy, but that would probably be it, but the funny thing is, I don't remember the song that goes after that, all I remember is, at everybody to come on over and decorate the christmas tree <laughs> so that's one and then i love reliant k they have some cool christmas stuff but it's more modern that's yeah it's more like. rocky i yeah. love
1: their i love their christmas their, their um two cd christmas set but now mm-hmm. it's just all digital so it doesn't matter
2: i like their 12 days of christmas yeah if you don't want to have to listen to the song sung slow like it usually is and want to get through it quick they're a good alternative
1: (laughs) what is it let it snow let it rain dear. is that what it was well one Um, is let
2: it snow that's the one i did let it rain yeah
1: yeah yeah i'm gonna listen to that tonight when we get off of this just so you know
0: (laughs) so good i love it i think it's pretty telling when what is what is Blarney say at the end, I guess if it, I guess if something like this is going to happen, I mean, I guess Christmas is a good time for it to happen, or whatever the quote is that he said. His
2: wife said, glory be, tis a miracle, a Christmas miracle, and Killarney said, well, if you're going to have one, Christmas is as good a time as any.
0: Is as good a time as any. (laughs)
1: Guys, they weren't even I trying mean, at this point. No,
0: no. That answers your Christmas movie question.
1: Yeah, no,
0: it's, as good it's not. A time as it's,
2: it's not a Christmas movie. It's and not even a no. Saint Patrick's Day movie.
1: We need to sell. We need. We need some money. So uh, here's a Christmas movie. Yeah, they weren't well, making they enough dying. off. They weren't I making
2: guess. enough off Rudolph, which is played every year at this point. Anthony
1: green- is Anthony is not in his usual spot for recording, and there's an nutcracker over his shoulder and the scene i'm seeing on my screen right now is way more christmasy than anything i saw in this movie <laughs> <laughs> so, so i i am house sitting for my parents
2: and uh i'm up in my father's office and they have so much christmas stuff that store just spilled over into his office apparently so we oh, have what a
0: wonderful four problem
2: or giant Nutcrackers in here, and along with the big old Santa mailbox, which I'll show you guys after we finish recording. But yeah, I'm feeling very Christmassy, especially because I'm expecting up to 18 inches of snow before oh. the snow, So,
1: yeah, I didn't know about that until I was talking to a friend at work who said he was working from home tomorrow because uh, he doesn't know if he would be able to get back home or not.
2: Yeah, the snow's not supposed to stop until early morning Thursday, so I may be luck out and work from home both days. Oh, man. Wow. So yeah, it's not a Christmas movie. Uh, does anybody have favorite quotes or scenes? No. Well, I have one. And it's when Brian oh, Killic- uh, What's his name? Brian... Blarney
0: Killacalarny.
2: Blarney Killicalarney and his wife Faye, the two leprechauns, are <laughs> having, according to Tom, their abusive argument. <laughs> and it's in their... Uh, uh apparently this is a this is a flashback by the way she thinks she saw an angel but really it was the banshee in disguise and he's basically calling her an idiot he says to her you're daft that's what and she's like i'm what and he says you're daft and she says i'm warning you man and then you just see him get thrown out of the house with all (laughs) the (laughs) possessions. and he says well, if that's the way you feel about it, I'll not be coming home from the mine in the morning. And she says, well, don't. And when your shoes get holy, don't come to me to save your souls. And he just yelled at her, goodbye, wife. And she's like, goodbye, husband. (laughs) (laughs) And it was literally the only entertainment I got out of this film. I just found that very funny.
1: (laughs) There's a scene in The Simpsons where they show the day in the life of the Irishman at a, it's like an animatronic thing at a museum. And the guy's at the bar, and one of his arms lifts the beer. A woman comes sliding in. is like, meow, 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 and he just slaps her. She falls over backwards, and a baby pops out. <laughs> <laughs> I felt like this movie was more offensive than that. <laughs> I really felt like this movie was more offensive than that.
2: I saw two. I thought I noticed, though. So. So when the, we see at one point the banshee turns into a crow, and I thought or the raven or something, and I thought she looked a lot like Eon, the uh-huh. evil bird in Rudolph's shiny new year. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And when we saw, I don't know if it was Santa or St. Patrick, who it was supposed to be, it was during Christmas time, so I was confused. Uh, the guy in the green robe with the neck beard and the green hat, I was like, <laughs> oh, that looks exactly like... Father Time just redressed for this one.
1: The neck beard.
2: (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah. So, moving right along, does this movie pass the Linus test?
1: No. Nope. (laughs) Yeah, I mean,
0: there's not. No.
1: Nobody learns anything. Uh, I think this movie actually (laughs) fails the Linus test. It doesn't just pass it. It fails it because... Uh, anything that's we're supposed to get out of Christmas is devoid from this entire film.
2: But Tom, Christmas, a miracle of Christmas is as good a time as any.
1: <laughs> Why the... not?
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's just shy of
0: that. And that's the reasoning behind making this movie. <laughs> so,
1: final
2: thoughts. Here's mine. It sucked. I don't think it should have the ranking bass title because forever problems I have with Rudolph and the other ones... At least I can see why other Rankin Bass films are classics. This one, though, is like very horrible. It ranks right down there with Rudolph's Shiny New Year for me. And that's the last I'll say on that. What about you guys?
0: I don't know. I, I mean, I it doesn't it leaves zero impression on me. Other than it felt like a waste of time. Didn't make me angry. Didn't you know? It just all right. Won't make that mistake again. <laughs>
1: tom i'm gonna steal julia's line for my final thought won't make that mistake again
2: (laughs) (laughs) okay so do you have anything else you guys want to talk about this film before we rank it nope nope okay good i didn't rush that too fast then i just assumed (laughs) none of us wanted to talk about it for very long so
1: julia what score would you give this
0: point one zero Because shockingly enough, I still like it more than Rudolph's Shiny New Year.
1: I'm going to tie it up at Rudolph's Shiny New Year at 0.5. I'm going to give this a 0.05 because I'd rather watch
2: Rudolph's Shiny New Year 20 times before watching this one again.
1: So (laughs) this is definitely the bottom of our TV specials, guys, with a whopping 0.21667, which comes in at less than half of Rudolph's Shiny New Year at 0.51667.
2: So just to, for our listeners to run through how we've ranked our uh, TV special so far, The Grinch came in number one at 9.8. Then Charlie Brown came in at number two at 9.6. Santa Claus coming, is Coming to Town came in at number three at 8.01. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer is coming in at 7.5. And then we have a dramatic drop-off. <laughs> we have Rudolph, Shiny New Year at... 0.51 and then <laughs> the leprechaun's christmas gold at 0.21 so there's definitely a uh cut off there that's a big drop
1: that's a big drop
2: but yeah i'm glad to put this film in the rearview mirror so jen and sean Thank you for recommending it. I thought you liked our podcast, though. So (laughs) if you'd like to write in explaining why you wanted to put us through that, I'd love an explanation. As for our listeners, we're sorry if any of you watched this. I know a few of you did, judging by comments we received. We're very confused comments. (laughs) So since that was very light on the Christmas spirit, let's... There are two Christmas movies coming out this year that I just wanted to briefly touch on because I don't think we really have on this podcast. So we have... Two Christmas films being released. Two Christmas films as of now being released theatrically this year, 2018. Disney's The Nutcracker and the Four Realms coming out November Second. 2nd, 2018. And Dr. Seuss's Illumination Entertainment's Dr. Seuss's The Grinch coming out a week later, November 9th, 2018.
1: I'm really excited about The Nutcracker, and I am ah, more geez. than skeptical about this. Dr.
0: Seuss. Me too. So
2: let's take the Nutcracker first, then we'll go to Dr. Seuss.
1: Cool.
2: I'm, but yeah, I agree with you guys about that one. I'm really excited for that one. It stars mm. Keir Knightley as a shirk Plum fairy, as Mackenzie Foy as Clara, Helen Mirren as, I think, the Rat King? Hmm. Morgan Freeman. And Morgan Freeman. Um, and the trailer was excellent. Yes. Uh, The musical arrangement of the classic nutcracker score was epic Mm -hmm. if i had
1: they they did a really cool job with it and and that's saying a lot because it's it's tchaikovsky and you think you've heard the best out there because it's been so done but it sounds amazing
0: Mm -hmm. oh yeah
2: i can't wait to hear the full score like in Mm. the movie itself it's gonna be Mm -hmm. great the images from
1: the movie oh it's beautiful it looks
2: beautiful, but if I had one complaint, it kind of looks a bit Alice in Wonderlandy, wonderlandy. I can see that. I can see that. And uh, when she first enters the realms, I guess it looks uh, a bit Narnia-esque. She comes out in the woods, and there's a glowing <laughs> lamp, and it's snowing.
1: That that scene when I when I saw that is when mm-hmm. I got excited because Narnia just like the the. I know it's not what I'm supposed to get the, the takeaway. I'm supposed to have from the the most recent *Lion Witch in the Wardrobe*. But when Lucy falls in, I'm like,
2: oh, it looks like Christmas.
1: <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, I love that movie. By the way,
1: I do too. It's always winter, but never Christmas.
2: Ah, oh, sounds like
1: a nightmare, right? But that's I love
2: that's, that song though.
1: I think that's that me too. Part. So yeah, all of us are
2: excited for *Disney's a Nutcracker*.
1: Guys, we should try to uh, go to that opening night and film the ne- and record the next night. <gasps> that would be great. How cool would so that let's be? Let's do that. We should do it. Let's do that. And then the second Christmas
2: film we coming out this year is The Grinch. The poster we received from it shows a very cute looking young Grinch with the tagline, he wasn't always this mean or something to that effect. And he's wearing a mm-hmm. red scarf and he looks wide eyed and innocent. And we also, we haven't received a proper trailer for this one yet, but the Olympics did air the first footage and it's of him and Max watching the Olympics, weirdly enough. And uh, yeah, I was a bit, I found the design a bit jarring because it looked almost a bit too clean and not rough, if that makes sense. Like he doesn't Mm -hmm. look like this dirty, messy guy that I got from the animated one and the live-action one. He looks a little mm-hmm. more cleaned up. Even Max looks like a well-fed, taking-care-of-dog. He was sitting on his lap, pet being pet by the Grinch,
1: mm-hmm. which is weird to me. I have not loved what Illumination uh, uh, Illumination Entertainment has done with Seuss stories so far.
0: What uh, other like, Seuss stories have they done? I liked didn't,
1: Horton. Did, didn't they do Horton Hears Who and the Lorax? I didn't not like the Lorax. I'm a fan of either of them.
0: Did they do Snoopy also, the Peanuts movie? Was that Illumination as well?
2: No, I didn't think so. Okay. But I don't know for sure. I don't I don't know it.
0: It. it's Yeah, there's something about them. That it's that not Disney off-putting feeling to me when I see it, which again, I know is bad because I'm totally biased to Disney, but I don't know. It doesn't they, click.
1: So they've done, they did Despicable Me, that whole franchise, Hop, the Lorax. Um,
0: I love the Despicable Me movies.
1: I've
2: never saw the third. I like the first. I haven't two.
0: seen the third one either. We've got it, but I haven't seen it. But yeah, I love them. I like They great.
1: did not do Horton Hears Who. Oh. That's 20th Century Fox and Blue Sky Studios. Interesting. Blue
0: Sky. That's who did Peanuts.
1: That is. And they did Sing, which was kind of fun. And I love the- Sing. Mm-hmm. I think Secret Life of Pets. Which yeah. was
2: Toy Story with Pets. <laughs> yeah. It was okay.
1: And their upcoming films they have, The Secret Life of Pets 2, Minions 2, and Sing 2. Oh, okay. They're getting spickle, creative. And Despicable Me Four.
0: Oh, there's a fourth one
1: coming out. It is like, come on, guys, hire some new writers. Yeah. Stop beating dead horses.
2: If you're listening to this podcast, the three of us would love to write for you. So give us a call. <laughs> you can like, contact us at elves at tisthepodcast.com <laughs> and
1: We'll do whatever, whatever, whatever sequels you want written. We can do. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: no i'm 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 really i'm really not looking forward to the uh the grinch
0: i can tell you i'm in this movie for one thing and one thing only
1: benedict cumberbatch that's it the he voice is-
0: the voice has the character that's literally the only thing i'm interested in in this movie because benedict cumberbatch has has the potential to carry this movie with just his voice acting okay I mean, it's a perfect
1: voice for the right. Grinch.
0: yeah so, but that's the only thing I'm interested in seeing about this aversion.
1: Are those the only Christmas movies that have been announced so far? Uh, yes, theatrically.
0: What, isn't, isn't it typically summertime where they start really dropping teasers for Christmas stuff coming out? Mm-hmm. So another reason to be excited for summertime, yeah. right?
1: Yeah, I'm excited. I'll see both. Oh, I'll see them. Oh, but um, there's finally a summertime song that I heard that really sums up my life speaking of summer you know what is the, uh, it uh lana del rey's summertime sadness <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh. wah, wah.
1: so there is something
2: else i want to talk about moving right to the movies here real quick and it was a reddit comment we got from president underscore hot dog uh commenting on our episode on all american christmas carol and he wrote to us it's like you're the three ghosts of Christmas, and Scrooge is a bad movie to be yelled at. So when I pressed him, which of us was which ghost? He replied, great question. I think you should debate it among yourselves on an episode. But if you're twisting my arm, Tom equals past, Anthony equals present, and Julia equals future. Tom for his knowledge of Christmas traditions and Julia because she's passing Christmas on to her kids. Anthony is present by default. Or I got everyone confused, which is what happens when you listen to the podcast at a (laughs) time. And I'm going to put in my thoughts here and say you got us confused. I don't think the three of us would have much debate as to which one of us is which.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No. Nope. I think we might be unanimous on where we would put ourselves. Although I do have to say, I loved President Hot Dog. Aside from loving his handle, which makes me laugh every time I hear it or read it, his explanations for why he puts us in those ghosts are completely charming, by yes, the way. fun. Um, because when I first read it, I was like, I'm the herald of death. That's not where I would put myself. <laughs> 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 uh, a little <laughs> affronted. And then I read his description and I can see that. But <laughs> I think Anthony, you need to give a little background on the fact that we, we chatter a bit throughout the week.
2: We we do. We, uh, the three of us, uh, even though we only usually get on camera with one another once a week to record an episode, we do chat throughout the week on Slack and the three of us were pretty much in unanimous agreement, not pretty much, we were in unanimous agreement that mm-hmm. Julia would be the ghost of Christmas past, Tom would be the ghost of Christmas present, and Angry Anthony would be the herald of death, <laughs> <laughs> the, the ghost of Christmas yet to be.
0: Oh boy, yep. Yep. We all typed it, I think, at pretty much the same time and then chuckled it. How on point we all were with each other.
1: Yeah, it was, it was a good it was a good time. I like oh. that, uh I like the, the 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 raising the question though in general.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. and I would love to hear what other listeners thought if you don't agree with us and view us as other ones. <laughs> or if there are any artists out there, feel free to draw us as the ghosts. That would be Oh I like, like that. How,
1: how cool would that be?
0: Yeah, that, that would be, be, be really
2: cool. So amazing. If you want to draw us as the ghosts, send it in and we'll put it on our website and Pages, if you'd us, that'd be awesome.
0: Make a good sticker for my laptop. So it would. Thanks, President Hot Dog. By the way, Um, keep these comments coming because they're tons of fun for us to talk about, and honestly, they're just fun to read. (laughs) So we really appreciate it. Um, For those of you out there that want to continue the conversation with us as well, um, regardless of what you want to talk about, we're pretty open. Um, You can find us on Reddit, on Twitter, Instagram. Facebook and on our super awesome website as well, where you can see our countdown and our current listing of Christmas movies and the order there. And that's tisthepodcast.com. Um, also, if y'all feel so inclined and you enjoy the show, we would love a rating in the iTunes music store. It helps people find us other Christmas lovers and non Christmas lovers alike. Um, and it gets us a little more visibility. So if you're up to it,
2: <laughs> and actually if you're an internet if you're not in the US and you leave us a comment let us know because we can only see US comments so we have to go out of our way to search for international ones. We'll probably have another contest at some point soon. Uh so keep your ears open for that.
1: And you know we didn't even announce a big milestone we hit.
0: What's our milestone?
1: 10,000 downloads.
0: <gasps> oh yeah. That is a big milestone. We are
1: even outside of Christmas. We are uh, still topping we're hitting close to 200 new downloads a week,
2: which That's is awesome. a lot more than I thought we would be doing.
1: I am pleasantly surprised. Yeah, it's been really it's it's so much fun. I'm I'm thankful for all of you listeners. Y'all don't know how much you encourage me. If you are not currently a patron on Patreon, you might want to be this week. Record by the time this airs, we've recorded our Clue episode and it is live on Patreon today as well. So if you are a, if you are one of our patrons, you've got a little christmas in march present if you're not you could Ooh! just a dollar a month and you have access to a, a bonus episode we're working on every month we'll release something new for all of you patron who are listening so you have a, a you'll have a surprise once a month in your inbox
2: so next week we are covering uh abc family original christmas film that debuted back in 2001 Called Three Days, starring Christmas Davis. Kristen.
0: Mm, <laughs> what a great slip of the tongue. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: starring Kristen Davis. This one may be hard to track down, but I think it is on YouTube. So you should check it out. So I have another question of the week, and I'll ask it, even though Tom asked one, just because our episode discussion was so light on Christmas cheer, we can overload this back half of the episode. Uh, So if you can only pick one, what is your favorite Christmas ornament that goes on your tree every year? And what's the sentimental value behind it? If there is any.
0: That's a good question. So mine's a series. Does that count? Since I have four kids, I'm going to take this as all counting for one. So in kindergarten or pre-K, they do this Christmas craft inevitably every year where they paint your kid's hand white and they grab a Christmas ball And then each finger ends up being a snowman. Anyway, it's the size of their little baby hands when they're like four years old, grabbing this little, it's this tiny little Christmas ball. And every time I've got one for every kid except the baby now. And I'm just like, oh, your hands are so little and it's dated. And and
1: that's that's awesome. I'm telling Christine about that today. And I think we're going to try to do it for, I think we'll try to do it for Ellie this summer. That'll be just a fun (laughs) little craft project for us to do with her.
0: Yeah, do that.
1: Well, so it's hard for me to narrow it down to one Christine and I years ago, we started doing this Christmas ornament swap, where you would make 10 handmade ornaments and mail them out to random people around the world. And then you'd get 10 ornaments from around the world back to your house that were all in the the, they all had to be handmade. So we have an entire tree that is just handmade ornaments and so cool each year when we pull it out we remember what year we got you know what year that we got this ornament where it came from there are particular uh the ones that christine really loves and gets excited about um we have a couple that came from sweden um which she has a uh um, a a scandinavian no file and loves everything Scandinavian. So we have these beautiful ornaments that we get and we look at every year. And they came with a, a little explanation of why they're traditional Swedish ornaments. So that's always fun to go back and look, at, look through those. Um, this year, it was way more fun because Ellie was just about to be two. And so she was pulling out the ornaments and just seeing the ornaments through her eyes was really cool. The ones she got attra- attracted to were not necessarily the ornaments I love. But now, you know, when your kids do something like that, you remember it. Mm. So I sort of answered your question, Anthony. How about you?
2: My parents have a bunch of these old school ornaments in general like they're one of their trees is like just really all old school handcrafted ornaments from a craft show too, craft shows as well. But there is this set of eight reindeer, like wooden hand painted and the bottom it's kind of like they're rocking horses, but they're reindeer and they have the names of each of Santa's reindeer on them. And uh, those are probably my favorite. And I just got, the eight of those this year because they kind of download some of their Christmas stuff. So I just got them for my tree this year. So I'm really happy about
0: that. Exciting. Yep. That's exciting.
1: That's really cool.
0: Yeah. Yeah,
2: this December, November, when we start decorating our trees, we'll have to take pictures of our favorite ornaments
0: and put Mm -hmm, them on the social media pages. Oh, we should have a lot of fun. November, like that's when we decorate our trees.
1: (laughs) Come on. October, September. (laughs) (laughs) July. We should, you know, it'd be kind of fun to do for us to each, like maybe you know, for for a series of a few weeks, we post three, we each take a picture of an ornament on our tree, and people have to guess whose ornament it is and whose tree Ooh, it goes with. That'd, like that would be kind that.
0: of fun. Yeah, that would be really fun. fun. That's a great idea.
1: Maybe we should all get out our Christmas ornaments and decorate now.
0: <laughs> I'm down with that idea.
1: <laughs> I would love really. to do that. I'm feeling really jealous of Anthony with a nutcracker behind him.
0: <laughs> I know.
1: We have a. Yeah. We have this globe. Starting last year, um, I got Ellie. It's a just the at Target. They have the annual Christmas globes, and yeah. it's a, it's got a little church and and it does the snow and it plays uh, Oh Come All You Faithful. And I left the one from twenty sixteen out this year. And every time we walk by, she says Tismas, 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 and wants to hear it. Aww. So I get to hear Christmas music every day. Aww, That's awesome. That. And I do keep my. Um, On our icon wall, I always have out our uh, nativity icon too. Do you guys keep any Christmas stuff out throughout the year at your house? I keep
2: a little nativity thing out on my uh, shelf every year. One that's a little smaller. So it doesn't, you know, it's not like people will come into the apartment and be like, why do you have a Christmas thing out? Like, but it's there all year long. And on my desk at work, I have the leg lamp from A Christmas Story and the Wally World glass from National Lampoon. So I keep those out at my desk at work since they're not overly Christmassy, so my boss isn't going to be like, is that (laughs) way?"
0: I don't. I mean, other than my elf Funko Pops now, those are the only ones that stay out all year.
1: I'm going to have to get more Funko Pops for my office. They're fun. I have
2: a Dumbledore Funko Pop. He looks enough like Santa Claus, so I should. (laughs) That counts. (laughs) So. We have some other exciting Christmas news, Julia. Do you want to fill our listeners in? How long until Christmas?
0: Only two hundred and eighty-eight days until Christmas,
1: which is merely forty-one weeks.
2: Yay! It's going by so fast, guys. So do your homework, guys. Watch three days. If you feel so inclined, we'd love to see any art you might want to draw of us as the three ghosts. Mm -hmm. maybe we can make a contest out of it if we get enough submissions and yeah happy St. Patrick's Day and we'll see you next week bye guys bye Christmas in Killarney is wonderful to see listen to my story and I'll take you back with me
1: The holly green, the ivy green, the prettiest picture you've ever seen Is Christmas in Killarney, with all of the folks at home It's nice, you know, to kiss your bow, while cuddling under the mistletoe And Santa Claus, you know, of course, is one of the boys from home The door is always open, the neighbors pay a call And Father John, before he's gone, will bless the house and all